Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. It's our first time on the road. We it's our first on, time on remote. Uh, on remote, yes. Yeah. It's the first time we have not uh, we done this show somewhere other than Panther Arena yep. or our respective homes I know. over Zoom. Right. It's pretty incredible. Our, this, and our first, first in-person one since the pandemic. Yes. Yes, beginning of March beginning of 2020. Of March of 2020. Of 2020, yes. Yeah. And it, no better person to do it with. And no better, and no place, better to place to be, to be <laughs> than uh, Hockey Haven. Uh, hockey Haven, uh, you, you, if, you, if you're a hockey fan in the area, you know the brand. You know where it is. It's actually a new location now. We'll talk more about that with the owner and one of the Admiral's all-time greats, Fred Berry. Thanks for inviting us out here, Fred. It's great to see you. How you been? Hey, this is great. This is great to have you guys out. I'm, I'm glad we can be the... Uh, the first place out on the road we've we've done a lot of things ourselves during this pandemic and uh we'll probably touch a little bit on that and it's yeah. it, it's great to be one of the first ones to kind of break out of our uh post-pandemic uh going forward move here let's start with the business first off uh you moved just two 200 yards south is what the sign says on the old location yeah it's it's uh we bought a building we we had been looking for a building over the years and luckily previously we didn't find one because this one was just fabulous building for what we needed for um and yeah we it would we were ready to go prior to the pandemic and obviously when rinks get closed down it kind of puts the hockey business uh, on hold for a bit so uh, as things worked out during the pandemic we were still communicating with banks and all the people we needed to to help fund the uh, the new building and everything worked out and here we are and you guys are here and I'm here and we've been here for six months and as I use the word exponential, everything's been exponentially great for the Hockey Haven. And you, uh, you are since then, you are very close to your former location. So we, it's not yeah, like uh, yeah. what is it? One ninety-five is the address. Correct. Okay. Yeah, we are actually uh, 150 yards by our uh, golf GPS from the corner of our <laughs> uh, George Webb's, and George Webb's was about 50-yard walk for us okay. to go for yeah. lunch. <laughs> so you can still go to George yeah. Webb's. We, oh yeah, we it's still one of so our go-to. So you were particularly yeah. disappointed a few weeks ago when the Brewers lost after we 11 were straight wins. You guys were just like the boys <laughs> were counting. <laughs> they were trying to figure out when the last time it was, and I don't. I think 87. I can't remember. I think okay. it's 87 okay. when the okay. Brewers won 13 in a row. Well, there you go. The they were, we were arguing to see when it was because yeah. they think they got close a couple times. But yeah, but never never yeah. got over the hump. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were ready, tough. though. Yeah, yeah. But, this, but what you have done here and what you plan on doing is, is unique to this area. It's something that nobody has, has seen. Well, what we, yeah, what we want to do is, you know, make it a one-stop whether it's for working out with, with the hockey gear and with the 4,000 square feet we've got on the other side for that. We've got about five or 6,000 square feet of retail. Um, obviously still got the best hands in the world, sharpening skates in the back here with the boys uh, that have worked for me and myself here most of the time. Yeah. So, um, which is probably the most important thing about hockey is having your skates probably done. Yeah. And... Um, you know, the rest kind of is just falling in place because we own the building and we, uh, we're we going to be here a few years, I think, for sure. My youngest is in at uh, UNLV, and he'd like to take over the business when he's done with that. So, When did you start it's the all business? Good. Was it right after uh, you quit playing? It was a couple of years after, yeah. I got my... Uh, my uh, girlfriend at the time I was playing said, you're going to have to marry me when you're done with hockey because I had her <laughs> talked into <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least I, I pretty much figured I was married to my career at the time, which a lot of hockey players are. Right. Um, whether they find someone lucky enough to agree with that or not, it's a hard one to, to find one like that. Absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, we just we we got married after I was done, and we just took off for a couple of years and uh, traveled together and stuff, and hung out. And then uh, it was about ninety. Well, I started out on the south side uh, with a smaller joint for a while, and then this uh, out here in Brookfield, we got here in about ninety two, ninety three. Okay. What what yeah. was the, what was the what was the peeling? You know, so often we hear from coach, from players, oh, I went into coaching or I'm going to management. Mm -hmm. How did you end up 
starting a, a, a store. What was appealing in to you retail, about that? Did, yeah. Were you, a, when, as a kid, were you opening up lemonade stands and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and hawking your wares? I, uh, or, I, or what was it? I think in the, I've always been a little bit of an entrepreneur. Uh, I was always um, intrigued with having my own business, working for myself. And, and uh, I'd always worked for my dad in the summers when I went back in between seasons and worked construction with him. And I knew I didn't want to do that. Right. So, like Danny. Um, yeah. Like Danny. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny's doing real well for himself. <laughs> but uh, um, so I think it was more the entrepreneurship I had in me for, you know, created from my dad too. My dad was a professional civil engineer and uh, quite a professional man in his, in, in his own right. And, um, yeah, it just kind of evolved. A, a friend of ours that was a backup goalie to the IHL, a guy named Randy Wilson. Sure. Okay. We've heard the Was name. a rep for Sherwood. Okay. And when I quit, when I uh, quit playing, um, he, had, uh, he had an account here in Milwaukee that was looking to get into hockey, and he referred me to this certain guy and that's how i started doing retail i started working for somebody else and then it was, it. I, it was only a year or two before i realized well i'm i i might as well just do this myself so right you uh, as charlie said when players are done playing it's coaching or, or whatever yep, and not yeah like you you had coaching you didn't oh, coach yeah. at the professional level necessarily and, and make the the 20 year trek of right. riding, continuing to ride buses and yep. hopefully make the yep. nhl but Coaching has always been a part of your your life. What you've done, yes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Coaching, coaching is uh, the best way you can give back to the game. Maybe besides owning a store and coaching, I yeah, don't know. Sure. But uh, yeah, I got nine state championships between girls and boys in fifteen years. So you know we, what? We I, had some fun. What I think is so cool for you is that your your name, Fred Berry, is a generational name, right? Like, one generation saw you playing as at Panther Arena as yes. a superstar for the Admirals. And now, kids, they might not know anything about your playing career, but you are, like, you're the place to go. If you're playing youth hockey on the west side of Milwaukee, and mm -hmm. probably even some from, for some North Shore kids, sure. they know Fred Berry is the guy who gets them on the ice, right? They know mm -hmm. going to high. And so I really think that's a neat impact and so the parents are probably coming in here like hey i saw fred you know whatever and well, now they're bringing their kids in i think that's sure, really awesome sure we're you. we're actually we're actually about three generations deep now it's something yeah, it was right. some people four yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of fun to do uh a lot of people will will make this their stop whether they need to stop here or not if they're in town they'll they got to stop and and especially with the new place with the uh with the foyer, and we've got a Hall right. of Fame room and a family room. And as I told Aaron earlier, the uh, the whole hockey world has to know how this whole thing works. To get to to get to the Hall of Fame room, you need good, strong family. Whether it's right. uh, guys you're playing with, your own family, every everybody becomes a family when you play hockey, you play and hockey. that's one of the great things about the game. You spoke about your dad. Speaking of family, you you just spoke about your dad. Yep. How old were you? when you got on the ice for the first time in a meaningful oh, way? Oh, boy. Well, we go back to uh, Little Richards. We talked a little bit about Little yeah. Richards in Canada, which is mini mites in Canada. Uh, in, in, uh, so five, six years old, somewhere? Yeah, I think we start. Well, we, uh, our deal with my mom was we could turn the garden in the backyard into a hockey rink as long as we painted the fence. <laughs> during the summer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Get all the, all the puck marks. Get all the yeah. puck marks. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. For sure. So we probably uh, actually played more in the backyard prior to playing mini mite hockey. But in Canada, you start at around five, and I was probably skating at three or four so quite a bit in the backyard. So who was the team then for you? Was it the Leafs? I mean, there well, I remember having a, kid, a Montreal Canadian jersey there. on Montreal, in one of the pictures because, of course, Montreal they did nothing but win. Win cups, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I mean, there was nobody else in the league really. It didn't seem like right, but. Uh, I guess I really didn't have a favorite back then. Uh, being from Edmonton, obviously, I like to follow the Edmonton Oilers now. And, sure. uh, uh, of course, with the dynamic uh, offensive guys they have, they're pretty fun watching anyway. Oh but yeah. uh, 
I was kind of pulling for Tampa Bay Lightning this year because um, my Mesquite golf trip earlier, I put a little bit of money on them. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's always nice to go back there and cash in a ticket or no two. No right. So yeah. do a little yeah. bit of winning. No so exactly, when, exactly. When we were out here, you mentioned uh, you know playing in the mini Richards, and we saw an awesome picture of you that, uh, you know, that picture is probably 30, maybe even over 30 years old. Oh, yeah. Where well, you're probably well that. six years old, yep, and yep. you're in a car with Gordie Howe in a, in parade. a parade. Yeah, fun, like every Canadian, nah, maybe not every, <laughs> maybe they'd rather be with Rocket Richard, but Gordie Howe's not well, a bad I've second <coughs> place, right? <laughs> Tell us I've how that happened, how that came about. That's yeah, that's one of the uh, the cool little pictures you'll see in the Hall of Fame room here at the Hockey Haven, and, and then I can tell this story to each and every family that, that comes, comes in, in that doesn't hear this podcast, but. Uh, I don't know how they wouldn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to go nationwide Absolutely. and worldwide pretty right. soon after that. Shortly but after. Worldwide web. Uh, we have, um, in Canada, there's Little Richards, which is much uh, like Mini Mites. And um, this particular team that I played with, we went seven games in the city championship, and nobody could score a goal. Uh, I, I don't know if it was nobody could score a goal or whether the goalies were just that good or whatever. <laughs> so, But we went seven games, double overtime every game. We were the last two teams playing in the whole city of Edmonton, and everybody was watching all the games. We had big crowds and stuff. And by the time it finally got close to the end, the, uh, the powers-to-be thought, well, this is going to keep going. We better, you know, flip a coin or make someone the champion. Yeah. Well, they said, well... I think we better split the trophy, and a, as a reward to one or both of the teams, we've got Gordy Howe coming in for the um, Klondike Day Parade. We've got to have the goalies ride with Gordy Howe. So, just so happened that I was a goalie back then, so wow. I got to be one of the guys riding with Gordy Howe. And uh, luckily, it was uh, I would have I actually wanted to watch the parade, but my older brother had talked me into saying. <laughs> <laughs> Into say into uh, you know going he he said later on in life this is this will be a great right, right, this will be a great story to out tell on so on candy getting thrown yeah, or something I, like I, that uh, right yeah so <laughs> it's kind of a neat uh, neat story and and I, we got the picture here in the Hall of Fame room at the at the Hockey Haven Do you so it's a good story any conversation with him at all or I, was there just I, a, hey kid good job kind of yeah I remember him being a large guy oh, and gosh. very uh very His hands took up yeah every hand, every right your whole body pick yeah you up very, by your head yeah probably but but he was very um he was like a father image and a big strong guy and uh just kind of took us on as as his his own kids for that day so and looked after, after, your, after us. your brother talks you into that do you understand did you immediately understand how cool this was or the impact uh, that it might have and and uh like did it you know what? drive you in your career after or drive um, you into the next year or the I year didn't, after no it was kind of so yeah it was it was kind of you know even not boring <laughs> at that age right you're just it, writing it was kind of yeah, yeah it was i'd like i say i would over probably rather i was a little upset that i couldn't watch the parade but uh as it turned out yeah it turned didn't take long good. yeah it didn't take long to figure out that that was the right so thing to were do you goalie all the time or was it the situation where you rotated no actually just for that actually the back th back then i, I would that was dedicated goalie for two years um my mini might years and then my dad said well you're you, you got to go out. You're out skating all the other guys with your pads on. So, yeah. you know, we need we need some. We need to go out. That, that. I think so every kid likes coach? to try that. Yeah, he, he coached me okay. for for a few years. He yeah. Did. So, at what point, as a kid, do you realize? Besides your dad telling you, "Hey, you're out skating everybody." At what point do you realize I'm really good at this, and maybe there's a future in this? Because that's every kid's dream, obviously, um, and it doesn't work at, out. For at a certain point, it is. Yeah. Yes. There was, yeah, there was there was a time very. Uh, very early with the family scenario where we might be late for one game because we had to, the parents had to divide and conquer with That's the right. kids. And uh, it was probably when I was about seven or eight and I said, well, mom, when I, when I, uh, when I get my first pro contract, I'm buy you a car. So you got a car to take us to. So <laughs> wow. that was, I was pretty cocky back then. I, I'm sure as, <laughs> 
And so, uh, so, so it was fairly the, early. Does that, that begs the question then, did that happen? Did, did, yeah, did you get, of course. Did you get in the car? Of course. Of course. Yeah. You can't diss your mother. Yes, no, exactly. no, absolutely. absolutely. Exactly. But that first pro contract comes along. At the time, if I remember correctly, it, it was a WHA. There was a chance in the WHA, and there was a chance, obviously, At in the, the NHL. Uh, NHL, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Winnipeg or uh, Detroit. Right. And uh, a lot of that has to depend on your agent and their relationship with those teams the WHA had been in existence maybe just long enough to for us to figure out that didn't look like they were going to be there as a whole league much, much longer right so the uh, we were talked into going with Detroit which which I was drafted higher by Detroit than I was with Winnipeg so it it uh, looked like there was going to be a better contract there anyway so it turned out okay. I wouldn't change anything. What is it like in Detroit when you get there? You, you're a young kid. Oh, and boy. It's kind of, I mean, yeah. he's not there anymore, right? It's the, yeah, it's there. yeah. Well, it, it was a little, you know, I mean, if your first big city of uh, out of the prairies in Alberta and you go to the murder capital of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> so well, welcome, we, kid. Yeah, <laughs> it was more like, well, we don't, we don't just walk up and down the street here uh, you know during training camp we go as a group and really and so that. they were so they were, oh yeah it was, was it, it was actually pretty pretty hairy pretty hairy back yeah. then yeah to wow. say to say the least yeah Jeez, and I the old olympia arena was right down right downtown yeah, yeah it was right down in the in the when right you, in the depths of uh when that that arena though i mean do you when you go in there as a kid, did you feel ghosts in there? Like, did you feel oh, my gosh, Del sure. Vecchio and Howe sure. and Abel oh, and all it, of these guys? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That and and the fact that there was probably lots of rats in the. <laughs> <laughs> that was the noises you but heard. But yeah, yeah, no, it was. I mean, a lot of the old buildings were like that. The uh, uh, Montreal Forum we played there in Major Junior, and it was like walking into, you know, uh, like a. Like a church, like yeah, sure. like it's a shrine. Know. Like yeah, Lambeau it was very Field much. Or Yankee yeah, Stadium. yeah, it was. You knew it was special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 very cool. That's remarkable. So then, you you go to Detroit. You play three games with them. Uh, their farm club is in Kalamazoo. What's what's the what's the talk? What's being communicated to you by either your agent or by management? Like, what what do they say to you at the at this point? Well, most most of the uh, communication was that I think that it was more of a lack of communication. Then they just kind of let you go, and you're kind of you really didn't know what was going on. Detroit yeah. had a weak a weak team back then, and a lot of older guys that were under contract and experience, and they didn't yeah. really communicate what they wanted to do. And and there was a lot of turnover at the top, you know, at the top of their uh, managerial. Um, uh, you know, at the top of their office and stuff like that. And they were trying to make the right moves. But uh, uh, it was more of, um, like nowadays, a kid has more years to mature. To, oh, yeah. And I think uh, at, you know, at 18 or 19, sometimes you're not um, right to, you know, be sent down to the minors. It wasn't something we thought we'd have to do or anything. Right. and. Uh, like I say, they didn't communicate it that well, and after a year of that, then they really just, you know, they go on to the next guy. So, so. what kind of taste is in your mouth through all of this? Um, are, you, are you the good Canadian no, I, in accepting it? Or yeah, are you no, I, I, hell that I like, uh, well, you, at, at first you're, yeah, yeah, at first you're mad, but I think, you know, as, um, as time goes on, you realize that that things worked out pretty well. Yeah. And it, and it happens for a reason, so. Yeah. You well, know, I got to come to Milwaukee, and um, you know, like I tell most people, my most of my accolades are from the minor league. I'm a minor league bum, but I'm I'm proud of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about how you got to Milwaukee, right? So okay, you sure. play. You, it's the '79, '80 season, right? And you're in Correct. Toledo. Yep. And you get traded. You get yep. traded. Uh, and, yep. and just talk. Uh, how did that process go down? Do you remember who you got traded for? Um, and were you? Did you want to be traded? <laughs> was it a bad situation in Toledo, or, well, or, or what was You going never on? want to get traded, but it was more. It was uh, uh, Milwaukee gave up three guys, and I don't remember all of them. Yeah, well, um, that's all right. But at the time, it was. It's kind of another funny Frito story because um, when I. I was in Toledo. I was leading the 
Toledo in scoring. I don't know if I was leading the league or not, but I was having a pretty good year playing with Mike Ruzioni, who went on sure. to the 1980 sure. Olympic team. We might know him. Right? Yeah. Might, he might have heard the name. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, funny thing was I got traded. It was, a, it was a surprise, and I wasn't happy. And as you know, I didn't come to Milwaukee right away. I didn't right. show up. I had, I had a bunch of buddies playing hockey in Hampton, Virginia, and I think that yep. was the East Coast League at the time. Yeah. So I went down there and um, was having a lot of fun with those guys. And uh, Muzzy McPherson was a coach down there who had coached in the Western Canada Hockey League against me. And um, so we were having lots of fun. And uh, all of a sudden they said, well, you can't play in this league anymore either because... Because of Because of traded. the trade. Yeah, right. it's the Fred Berry rule. You can't, you got to show up where you get traded. Right, right. So lo and behold, uh, Milwaukee and a few of the players had called me and, and talk, talked me into coming, you know, to Milwaukee and what yep. a great place it was. And uh, they were right. And uh, I'm glad it happened. You bring up real quick with Ruzioni playing in the Olympics. And we know yep. Buzz Schneider here in Milwaukee yep. who played in the Olympics. Yep. Your games in the NHL disqualified you, though, right? Correct. Oh, correct. So if you, you could have well, been representing uh, Canada had you not played that handful of games. Well, in or in Canada, or, you can't or, play major junior. Oh, or really? really? Yeah. Or, and be at Olympics. You couldn't even play major no, junior. No, because you're considered a pro. We get paid. Because you got paid. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, uh, whereas Eruzioni, he was still under a minor league contract. He, was he, in never, the IHL, he never signed the in the NHL, NHL specifically, not correct. the NHL. Right. Correct. Whatever, it didn't yeah. count as a. As yes. a okay. you know, you pro know. contract, even though he was making money. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so, so yeah. where, wherever right. you want to drive, I don't know who's making up the rules back <laughs> yeah. then. But exactly probably right. the same guys that are now. So. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. So, yeah. who's uh, when you get to Milwaukee? Uh, who's who's coaching the team? And who do you, do you remember who you start playing with right away? Did you guys, I mean, Milwaukee back then was always high flying, high scoring, and that's what the way the IHL was. Uh, yeah, so probably a good yeah. We had for we you. came when first came here. When I first got here in in uh, the eighties, there was probably, oh my gosh, there was probably six or eight ex NHL guys playing here: Michelle Bergeron, Claude Saint Savard, Eve Carrie, Preston, Carrie, Eve Preston. Um, was John Flesh here at the time? Johnny. Well, I don't think he was Not here right when I got yet. here, okay. but he was soon thereafter. So. Okay. You know, the list goes on, and that was one of the fun things about Milwaukee was that they had a lot of guys in the same situation as myself that were done with their NHL contract. And uh, in those years, it wasn't like you just signed with another team. They kind of went back to the draft and got the younger pro hockey player back then was about four years because <laughs> there was a lot of guys in my scenario. You right. know, you just don't play and play and play forever because... Obviously, you get tired well, of being the in the minors. Of and when, when you come yes. to Milwaukee, there's 21 Amen. NHL teams. That was it. Right. Now, now Amen. we're talking 32 next season. Yes, yes. And and we go back to when there was, uh, you know, nine teams in the I and nine teams in the American League. And, you so know, li like you say, only 20 whatever. teams in the NHL. Yeah, right. Then whatever in the Central back then, whatever, yeah. everybody would have been in the NHL. Right. Yeah, if right. You, if yes. you look at it. So, and, and a lot of people don't realize that, that... Uh, we only had 16-man rosters, and exactly. two of those guys were goalies. Yes. Right. So did you have to fight? Yeah. Did you have to score? Yeah. Did you have to defend yourself? Yeah. Did you have to play hurt? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, and there wasn't the well, with that competition, like you say, if yeah. you, you have to play hurt because yep. if you're, it's the Wally Pip Lou Gehrig thing. If you're out of the lineup, yep. maybe you're out of the lineup for good. Well, it certainly is, and and you had to have two guys injured before you could even bring one in. So we always played shorthanded, anyways. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean. And then we got Boxcar Davis and a few guys <laughs> like that that are sitting out half the game because they got to fight three because <laughs> right, you can fight three times. <laughs> so he did in fight a, three times. Maybe even in a yeah. period on the rare occasion, oh, yeah. right? Oh, right? yeah. Like if, if he felt, yeah. You if know. you look, if you get into a fight or you look around and you don't get enough of the guy, right? You look across and you're like, oh, well, yeah. let's go again. So yeah. they, you come out of the box and you just dance. Well, and that's again. funny you say that because I'll tell you a good boxcar story is he would leave his gloves right, right in the penalty box. <laughs> And jump out five or ten seconds early and stand in front of the other box. So that way, if the guy did not <laughs> challenge him, yeah, right. he one he couldn't get get out of there, and two, if he skated around him, he he basically called that as a win. <laughs> so I like that. On to the next guy. How, how how much easier does he make your job? Well, 
quite a bit easier. I mean, I, I can remember many a time where, you know, you're in the middle of, of a game and you're, you're just about ready to go that guy you've wanted to go for about 10 games and the situation's right and you turn and boxcar's got a hold of him and yeah. already throttle throttle me <laughs> yeah, i'm like right. come on boxy it's my <laughs> my turn he said oh no freddie that's not your job really, <laughs> really? so did you feel cheated uh a little well i felt every so I, often I, yeah i felt pretty good about it but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know i mean in the long run well, he's doing his job and he's he's allowing to me to a couple goals. yeah he's allowing me to put up some points and and he's also uh, adding to his penalty minutes, which was usually about 400 a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've you need those guys too. And, and I think I think we told you this. I, I believe we did, uh, and maybe you heard it. But Yak Dale Yakachuk told this great story about being at Buck Bradley's or ex- at Major Goolsby's, excuse oh, me, geez, yeah. all day yeah. long, and yeah. some guys yeah. were eyeing you, and yeah. and you had to, were you there? Well, I you had to I, step outside I, and take care of business against these four or five leather the, leather well, jacket clad guys. There was, if it's the leather jacket one in particularly, I know one about uh, <laughs> box if car. If it's the leather jacket, like he just there's more stories. Right, yeah. right, right, well, yeah. there was a guy laying in in the in just outside of the door, and his leather jacket was laying on top of him. And we asked <laughs> Boxcar what happened because he looked kind of suspicious, and we said, "Well, he." He was giving a few of our boys a hard time, and I asked him to step outside, and we said, yeah, then what happened? What about the leather jacket and all that? He said, well, you have a pretty nice jacket on. Maybe you better take that off. <laughs> so he got, <laughs> he got both arms back about <laughs> mid-body, and boxcar suckered him and <laughs> dragged him out and put his jacket right over top of his head so he could sleep on the, <laughs> sleep on the sidewalk. And, and uh you know that that's just boxcar. Yeah. He just he just where would to he fight. be if if he hadn't unfortunately passed away? Where, yeah. Where, where do you think he would ah, be? Ah, boy. Because everybody he'd thinks be, the world of him. Yeah. Everybody. You know what? He'd be in Flin Flon. He'd be uh, he'd be probably working in the mine just like he was probably before he came here. Just yeah. a blue collar guy yeah. and and probably fishing and drinking beer and working his Always butt off. Always having fun. Yeah. yeah. Being, yeah. B- being friendly and... Oh, being yeah. Just just with the boys. Yeah. yeah. Is that always the case with guys like, like uh, Boxcar or John Johnny Flesh, guys who are... You know they're sticking up for their teammates, so they're always respected. Is that is that the case? Everyone it's always because they're I, heart and soul guys, right? I, th- I think so, and I think everybody. You know, you look at uh, especially with Boxcar, you'd look at the the penalty minutes and go, man, I this guy spent like five years in the penalty box. How <laughs> did you play any hockey? But back then you could fight a lot. Yeah, you know, and it was. Do you, so do you remember in the 1980 playoffs? This is a big moment in Admirals sure. history. Um, so you're with Milwaukee. It's the first year, and you we're talking about the fighting. Milwaukee withdraws from the playoffs against Saginaw yep. because of the excess fighting. And I've watched the tape of it. Uh, it's brutal. Like yep. I, one of our guys, and I can't remember who it is, is literally knocked out on the ice. And a guy from Saginaw. And there was pick, lawsuits involved. Yeah, there was lawsuits. Yeah, yeah, a guy yeah. from Saginaw picks him up by his hair and just starts punching him. Carrie Hayworth, I think. Yes, Carrie yeah. Hayworth. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Do you remember um, that game? Well, Do you remember I, what happened? Or? That, I think that was in Saginaw. It was in and Saginaw, I believe yeah. I was already out of the series with um, with a knee injury okay. like one or two games earlier because we went there first, and that was probably only game two or three. Game two, yeah. Yeah. Or no, maybe. So, I think it was game two. Yeah, then it might have been one game one that I was taken off the ice with um, torn ligaments in my knee. But... Um, uh, yeah, well, it, I mean, everything was a little more brutal back it was, then. Yeah, right. Uh, you talk about that today, then yeah, then it would be really. But uh, yeah, there was a few guys that weren't what, what was the able to be protected because we're only playing with like nine or ten guys. Right, that was and, a problem. And they had a full squad, and we had nine or ten, and it was a brawl. So there was some well, guys that were getting two on one. When the team finds out that the Pettits are withdrawing. The, 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 the team from the playoffs because of this. Yep. What's the what's the mood? I don't want to say in the locker room, but amongst the guys, are they are you are they upset? Are they like we're no we're sticking up for for let's keep for, playing? Yeah, let's keep playing. What yeah, no, I think I think everybody wanted to to keep you going. know let's go let's yeah. go. You don't you don't you don't quit on middle of the middle of the series or middle of the game. Let's right. let's go. Let's let's man up. Yeah, and the admirals got fined for that significantly. Yeah. significant well, fines for that. It, it, it was a big move. Um, 
you know, by, by Lloyd and the guys that were making those decisions. I guess they wanted to protect, who, you know, the guys that were left playing because right. we would have been playing with maybe seven or eight guys the next game. <laughs> <laughs> like my, that's like my And I don't hockey. think Saginaw like was going to play a, a different style of game no, no, either. No, so, yeah, not, it, it was a little bit brutal, but, uh, you know, that's in the past now. And yeah. there's, yeah. you know. Cup for the most part, Phil, Phil Whitliff was your coach. Yeah, most most of your yeah. Phil Phil had uh, I think Nelly uh, Leclerc was there for a little while when I first got Very here. Short time, yeah. yeah, and then it was Phil after that. And um, <laughs> and Phil's not much in older. In his first in his first coaching right, and he's job, he's not much older <laughs> yeah. than you, right? Yeah. Well, I hope I hope a little bit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> or so let's just put it this way: he's not much older. He had played with some no, of the guys. No, yes, that, that no, he was teammates team. of those yeah, guys. You're, yeah. No, right. you're right. He was just one generation ahead of us for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And so, what was it like to play for Phil? We've always heard that he was he played he coached like he played, right? Phil uh, was pretty easygoing guy. Actually, yeah. he kind of let us do our jobs, and if the job wasn't done right, then he we didn't get the super good Phil treatment. And <laughs> and when we went in, he took care of us very well. Right, and by take care of you very well, you it's a it's like. The Pettits are the owners, right? Matt, for and that, sure. that's where it starts. So yeah, for sure. did you know, like, what kind of presence did Lloyd have back then? We know what kind of presence he had maybe in the, in the late 80s, early 90s as the Bradley Center is getting going. But what kind of presence did, did Lloyd uh, and Jane have in the early 80s just Lloyd after they was, bought the team? Lloyd was always um, real happy uh, real proud of his hockey players, came in the dress room very often he after did. games. Yeah. And, and kitted it up and stuff. He 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 liked to be around the guys. And he's a legend. And uh, yeah, did you yeah. guys know? Yeah. Did you know guys that? Recognize well, who he was, we didn't. I don't think most of the guys really knew. Yeah. They they knew he was successful and that the yeah. Bradley, you know, foundation. They had a lot of money. Family, he, he had lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it was a good place to play. Yeah, but. Um, I don't think everybody knew his legendary, you know, hockey Chicago his hockey pedigree. Hall of Famer. Exactly. Hockey pedigree. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, great guy, funny guy, loved the camaraderie of the boys. Um, always told me to get a haircut and, <laughs> and don't stop scoring points. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or I will make you get a haircut. But well, yeah. he, he always kind of he always kind of said it in a in a fun in a way, joking way. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what kind great of guy. perks were there? Well, for, for players at well, the time. Well, it was, the uh, number one, they paid more than any of the other minor league teams right. for everything. Salaries, they paid more for per diem on the road. They paid, they, you know, the, we, we so stayed this was in a better. Destination. Yeah, we stayed in better places uh, in, an hour earlier. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in some cases. So, uh, no, Lloyd and uh, Phil went the extra mile every time they could. We hear so many stories about at the time because you guys, most of you guys lived here yep. year round yep. And, yep. and made this your home and, and since have made this your home as well. But sure. um, the relationships you're able to develop with the Bucks and the relationships you're able to develop with the yeah. Brewers and, and, and maybe even some Packers. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. golf outings, and yep. Vince Lombardi yep. golf outings and things exactly. like that. Exactly, exactly. It was kind of fun because the, uh, the uh, because we got to, you know, hang out with guys that were like seven feet tall and <laughs> <laughs> and guys that were like 300 pounds. And uh, it, it was kind of fun. The hockey guys were always kind of the guys that the other guys wanted to hang out with, too. Because you were fun. You know, because we always had a lot of fun. Yeah. And, the, and the camaraderie, we were, we were always joking. And and we all stuck together. We all liked to fight. And we all liked to get in mischief. And uh you know, your John Matuzaks and all those guys that came back, they'd come right. Really? So right, you hung up right with back John to the. Oh, yeah. Right back he's to. Because he's uh, from this area. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. You know. right back to uh, Brady Street to see if we were hanging out over there. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> the up and under. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. Like, that's a, the legendary. I, hate, yeah. I, I don't want to say party guy, but well, the, he, that's the legendary always, wild NFL wild man. Yeah, yeah, he always traveled in a limo, and he always brought his grandma from uh, Oak Creek. Really? Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's a funny guy. And he is. Funny guy. Oh, he's a monster. Six, eight, six, nine. I mean, he was big, yeah. Wi yeah. he was big he's before He built big. like J.J. Watt. And yeah. then J.J., we, uh, we outfitted here I was at just the gonna Hockey ask you Haven that. many yeah. Many times when he was little JJ, you know, played for the Wisconsin AAA. Right, Troy Grosnick would would yep. say that uh, they talk about uh, about JJ and well, this guy, you know, like 
he, this guy's big now, but everyone's going to catch up to him. Well, no one ever caught up to him, right? He <laughs> was always humongous. He's well. He, when when he when we first out at fit in him, you know, when he was a little kid, obviously we didn't know he was going to be Who what he was, was going to be. But right. uh, um, he did come back, and it, uh, after um, one season, it's about four or five years ago, and he was he wanted to do some cross training, so he bought some skates and uh, oh, got another right? stick and stuff and he wasn't they didn't he didn't want to tell Houston or anybody like that because <laughs> he might be against the yeah it's probably yeah. against the rules but he wanted to get out on the ice and do some cross training so he was out at uh, nag and and he, he's always had wonderful things to say about his hockey about that was his first love well about even chasing yeah. pucks even at the Bradley even Center. today as we're recording this even today he tweeted about there was an NHL tweet about which player from another sport would make the best best hockey player and mm -hmm. jj watt tweeted hey how about me yeah <laughs> you know like so he's you know and he yeah. was obviously big on cole caulfield in the stanley cup and yeah and all of this would jj watt would he fit in your hall of fame room oh yeah would, would something oh yeah JJ some oh yeah there? yeah in fact i haven't seen him for did you coach a, him? a couple years no i never i never coached him but um a lot of the people we were i i i outfitted him yeah um, even after he was an NFL player. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, I know his parents real well. Um, they obviously spend a lot of money at, at one of my stores. I can't even remember which, which one, one it was, yeah. but uh, the, they weren't too far from here, um, yeah. living out in Delafield or somewhere Chewbacca close. I know that. Or whatever it is, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he would have, uh, he, uh, he loved the game. Um, we had run into quite a few of the brewers. I actually have a, a gentleman that works for me during um, the off season for the ball players, who was a um, bullpen catcher for the for oh, no Milwaukee guy named Ron Sed. Yeah, so okay. he still hangs out with Gantner, him and Gantner, inseparable. And you know they talk about Polly Molitor and. Uh, Vukovic and right, right. Gorman Thomas yeah. and all those guys and and like you say we would run into those guys uh, at golf, golf outings outing and whatever and going on, usually yeah. be the last ones to leave the <laughs> golf outings too but because <laughs> <laughs> the stories were good and the camaraderie was so great well let's tell some stories 82 83 yeah is an let's unbelievable talk about this year. oh yeah he yak yeah. has the season i mean you well you yeah. yak danny i mean yeah. it's uh, the offense 80, is crazy 82 83 you've got a, i've got the stats right here you have 121, 121 points, points. Over, you averaged over an assist per game, not just yeah, a point a game. 70, not just a point a game. Yeah, I think it was 74 injured. assists, 71 yeah, games. I missed 20 games that year, I think, too. Yeah. So. Ten, uh, 11 games you would have missed. 11, okay. Yeah, 82 would be. Yeah, yeah. So 121 points missing. Four, yeah. Sure. Like, what was sure. that year like for you guys? Well, it was it, just like you guys say, it was a uh, offensive juggernaut. We were, I think we had probably three or four guys in the top five or ten yeah. in scoring and uh and that's what we like to do obviously yeah. with score yeah. goals <laughs> yeah yeah and yak would have won the mvp if he hadn't shot the puck and hit the yeah. uh, hit the referee <laughs> in the groin with the puck which he says he did wasn't on purpose but no. uh, well he well. shot the puck with with a bit of a purpose with, but not with purpose, but not, but not that, to hit not that target. Yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes you aim somewhere but you don't really want to hit it you know when you're throwing <laughs> yeah. a when There's you're no a little kid and you're trying that. to throw yeah. a rock at one of your buddies you don't really want to hit him in the head and cut yeah. him open but you want to scare him <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's a good but analogy yeah. that's a great yeah. analogy oh yeah because we did that a lot as kids too yeah. hockey players do they, they just beat each other up yeah. the names the names in that final series though i mean just legendary i mean yeah the, the yeah. admiral's team and then uh and yeah. then toledo Toledo, Toledo was, yeah. uh, Claude was on that yeah. team, right? Graham. And Dirk Graham had yeah. 70, 70 goals. goals. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, almost as many as Danny, maybe. Almost yeah. as many as Danny. Yeah. Well, the top three that year were Danny, Paul Fenton, and, and Dirk okay. Graham. Okay, okay. Yeah. In yeah. goal scoring. Sure. So There's, That's a pretty good lineup pretty right there. Pretty good lineup, yeah. 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 No, that was, uh, well, the I, like, we go back to, say, you know, the IHL and the AHL and the NHL probably wasn't a whole lot different. Just maybe different paths how guys got to that part of their and it was uh, pro even, career. Even more back, then, well, probably more then than it ever was, it's who you knew. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Like, like sure. Like the GM. Sure, like, or the coach likes the you. Or the yes. Sure, yeah. yeah, Yak was a first-round draft choice and probably played in the NHL. He should have played there for yeah. five, ten years easily. Right. Yeah. But, you know, they went to his first camp, somebody didn't like him, and... You know, so well, and, and, and there I think there he, you go. Didn't yeah. he say his, done his for mistake was while, his right. mistake was he signed the WHA deal instead of the NHL oh, deal, right? Okay, yep. okay. And 
then management changed in Winnipeg, and he was on a three-way contract. Oh, boy. And, yeah. Yeah, and then mean, by the time it was going back to Montreal, everybody was mad at him because he sure. had signed that one. Sure. So he was pretty much done. Well, there was different ways that a lot of us got here, and I think that was kind of the common ground how we kind of rendezvoused like we were the we were the bad boys of the of whatever of however we got here you yeah. know kind of like the the gallant when he coached the the um, first year all yeah. those guys they got there because the teams uh, they, they were misfits they, of some yeah, sort yeah. Yes. They, they didn't they, want them so yeah, right another ex that's exactly yeah. right they were not protected so that's just like what it's you about want. to happen in Seattle yeah. so all those guys had something in common and yeah. had something to prove and so there's had, an instant bonding year. there there's oh, an instant for bonding sure. with that for sure and that yeah. team is yeah it's a knucklehead bond <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a bond nonetheless oh yeah oh yeah and now it's like screw you we're going to show you what we can do it is it is pride yeah pride and uh, y your your will to be successful at whatever you try so, when you, you know, get when you lose that series how long does it stick with you Ooh, man forever it's still yeah, with forever it sure yeah we all wanted a ring just as bad that, as the do next you think guy of that maybe once a day or no uh, once a week often you yeah. do <laughs> often. yeah what? often what do you remember from the series itself? I mean, I think everyone sort of remembers Game 5, right? Is that the, the one in Toledo uh, where we got buried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Game 5 was probably in the – they had the gong right above the uh, yeah. right above the visitor's bench. And, of course, there was no glass behind the visitor's, visitor's <laughs> bench. You just sit right in the <laughs> crowd. Oh, oh, so 10-cent beer night, and you got to wear – if you were the, one of their favorites, then you got to wear one or two beers on your, oh. Oh on your head, you know. Uh, during the game, for and then sure. you'd have to walk through them to get to your room. And then you walk through them to get to yeah. your room. Yeah. And did you ever know that Wojo got punched by uh, Bill Beacon, the owner of the Gold Diggers, that uh, that day? No. Yeah. In the no, press, I hadn't heard before, that. Yes. So it's Game Four. <laughs> but we'll I'm give, not surprised. We'll to give hear. you. The <laughs> 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 we'll give you the Reader's Digest version of this. He's in the press box, and he's got uh, Milwaukee's two reporters from the Journal and the, and the Milwaukee Sentinel, Rel Boucher and uh, 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 Brenda Burkstad. Burke, Burke uh, yeah. Jeez, uh, I can't remember his name. And but. Don Burke. Uh, Don Burke, thank you. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and Bill Beacon says, "Hey, those that's for my buddies. You can't sit there." And Wo and you know Woj basically says, "No, I'm sorry." Working press, press. Working press. They're allowed there. And Bill says, "No, no." And next thing you know, Woj is getting punched by Bill Beacon, <laughs> and but he tells the cops that Woj pushed assaulted him, him, assaulted first. him, and pushed oh him boy. against him. So oh they got to smuggle Woj out. In a stick Woj, bag. Woj hides in the yeah. locker room for okay. the game, and then yeah. he's in a stick yeah. bag underneath the... He had to one of the IHL rinks. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys ever hear the Fort Wayne story? No, no, I don't think so. Hold on. Is the Fort Wayne story when Robbie Laird came on the... No, no this, that was at the... That was at the you know what? This was, at, this, was a, this was actually when I was in uh, Kalamazoo with okay. Bob Lemieux. So you oh. got to hear this one because yeah. it's great. So at the end of the game, we actually beat Fort Wayne. They're a pretty good home team like everybody was in the IHL. And we're all over, you know, patting the goalie and saying rah, rah, you know, around yeah. the goalie before we go off the ice. Well, we look back to the bench, and Bob Lemieux has a long-haired guy pulled over the glass, punching him. And Bob Lemieux is a big, big guy, and he played in the NHL, big, strong guy. So okay. we go, oh, boy, we got yeah. something going on over here. So we all skate as hard as we can. We jump up on the glass, and the glass... Uh, Fall, uh, breaks in, the boards yeah. break over into the stands. Oh my gosh! So right away you're thinking Boston and <laughs> oh Philadelphia, yeah, right? right? Yeah, We're in the crowd and everybody's throwing punches. Like it's like, well, I guess here we are. You know, it's like we better defend no ourselves. Yeah, no so yeah. sure enough, there's a brawl in the stands. The boards are, you know, in the stands and. Uh, whatever left in in the guys' beers were getting thrown on us, and finally they get everybody kind of separated and. Uh, Sure enough, the whole crowd is waiting for our, for our bus to get her sure. <laughs> to oh, come out so they can throw rocks through the window and stuff like that. Well, there just happens that there's it's a state fair type of a building, and they've got the uh, area where they keep the keep the animals and stuff in the back. Well, okay. that's where our bus had to sneak in, which. Toledo has the same thing, yeah. <laughs> by the way, because I got there's yeah. Toledo stories like that too. Yeah. So we all get all of our stuff in the bus, and we're coming out this back door, and it's a big chain-link fence, and you hear, the, uh, you hear the guy go, okay, one, two, three, pulls down the chain-link chain French. The, the fence, we come bombing out of the back of the rink, 
and we're bouncing and we're all on the floor because all these rocks are hitting the window. Oh my gosh! And we get out on the main road and there's cop cars on both sides and they're waving us, you know, just get going, get going, yeah. get going. Yeah, escorted out of town. Yeah, so we got the escort out of town you know, and it took about 10 minutes before we all got off the floor of the bus I've and, got and got up normal. and started laughing you know, about Cla- it. But Claude Noel would tell us, where had told me that you watch the movie Slapshot and that's not, that's not an exaggeration. Oh no! And like no, those guys actually—they played. They absolutely. all played. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. This is not an exaggeration. And and he said the same thing that you're mentioning is like the fans were just—it's it, ruthless. Like oh. these games, like there was no security, and half oh. the arenas you had to walk from the locker room right. through the fans through all the trunks on on, <laughs> oh, yeah. on dime beer night. Oh, right? Sure. Like it yeah. Oh yeah. Buy six at a time, Absol- three for your favorite players, and three for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, That's I play, you talk about the Hanson brothers and those guys. I played with, one played in Muskegon yep. against us. Um, and Davey Hanson, I played with him in Detroit, Kansas City, Kalamazoo, and Toledo. Yeah. So, like, uh, and, and you know. And if I'm not mistaken, back then, there wasn't a limit on the number of guys who could warm up. Right? So you Any it. rules. Yeah. Or, yeah the, so the rules were kind of shady. Claude tells a story about being in Toledo, and they're playing, maybe it was Muskegon. I'm not sure that yeah. these guys come out in casts. They've got broken hands. <laughs> they're just going out there to fight before warm-ups. They're, they have yeah. no, they could not play during the game. Sure. They've got casts, so they're sure. just going out to fight. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of those rules from the, you know, the, the Hanson brothers talk about putting on the foil. We, yeah. well, I played junior with a lot of guys that they didn't use foil. They'd use tape, but they'd tape coins or something <laughs> in the tape so that like you brass have brass knuckles, knuckles. Brass yeah. knuckles. exactly yeah. exactly oh. and that's where the rule came around you couldn't fight if you had tape on your hands wow wow so um, broken hand cast tape whatever you know, brass knuckles whatever that kind of you know and then it evolved into the aggressor penalty and now we see today's hockey where we wished maybe there was a little more fighting and there'd be less stick work yeah, or less right. cross-checking less, or something, right. you know, yeah, whatever, whatever the back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and, the, and the tugging on the wrists. And yep. the, and yeah, what is... And the slashing across yeah, the wrists, right? What, like, what is a penalty nowadays? That's, I think they're making it hard for I mean, the rest to cover the game. Tampa Bay just said, like, how many of those guys were playing with broken hands? Yeah. Now, yeah. How do you think you yeah. get a broken hand? Yeah. Someone slashes you yeah, across it the hands. Yeah, it isn't from signing autographs. No, no. We are running short on time, so I want to get a couple of things real quick here. 84-85, the Blackhawks take Absolutely. over as the yep. affiliate. Yep. What is that like for all the players yourself, obviously yourself especially? Well, yeah. And what did you do during that it season? It was, it, well, I went to, um, uh, I went to M, M, or not M, what's that, MATC that was downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I did some, a couple business excursions around Milwaukee and was just, um, I don't know whether I had the foresight to, th- to know that it wasn't going to work out with Chicago coming in there or not, but it was, I had played a lot of games over a, a lot of years, it seemed like, and a year off didn't sound that bad to sounded me. Right? Okay, that right? Sounded like okay, right? Sounded like I kind of, yeah, yeah, it sounded like I kind of needed it. Maybe like the Jonathan Taves things from yeah, last sure. year. It kinda just kind of felt right. Yeah. yeah. So some of the guys that wanted to keep playing, they had to go look for places, but I had, I had some pretty good roots here too. Yeah. And, um, so I did. I did a few different business things as if I were not going to play again. Kind of get used to the working okay. world again, and and um, mostly just wanted to have a year where I could, you know, not be playing injured or being sore. felt hurt right. and sore. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So were you refreshed exactly. when when I mean the Blackhawks thing yeah. fails? And oh yeah. Were you refreshed and ready perfect. to go any, the next year? Oh yeah, it was perfect. It worked out great. Went back and I think had another like 98 or 100 points that next year. Yeah. Felt like, yeah, that was pretty good. Let's go. I bet that feeling that next year in 85, 86 was like, hey, the band's back together, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone oh, yeah. comes back. Oh yeah. It's the like Blues they, Brothers. Right. It's like they <laughs> rang the bell, right? And everyone just <laughs> yeah. comes back no, to Milwaukee. For sure. For sure. The Blackhawks are gone, of which was just a miserable season. Yeah, for it was. Yeah, they set records for futility. futility. Yeah, like the, exactly. the, the stories that Cliff Coral pulls up, would didn't even live in Milwaukee. They're driving the bus back around, and he and he and he's getting dropped off, and they, he he stops the bus, turns the lights in on in Chicago, in Chicago, and say, and you can see the skyline, and it looks and says, "Okay, boys, right down there, that's Chicago. This is as close as any of you is ever going to get <laughs> to being there." And he gets off nice. the bus, nice. goes to his house, and everyone keeps going back nice. to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. But so so we we said when when you were done, you were content. You were oh for sure. You you'd had 
yeah. what you needed to do. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you missed you, you missed the guys, right? That's what. Well, you I think that's why you keep playing, for God's sake. There's, you know, I think there's a lot of guys. You see that in the NHL and even, you know, football or whatever. Guys just don't. They. It's hard to think what's my future going to have if I don't have my hockey family around me. You yeah, know, we right. talk about family. It's actually. All those guys, your brothers, and your, and your, you know. It's a, your situation is so unique in that you, in the business you went into, because so many of those guys become f firefighters, police officers, yep. Uh, yep. whatever, and it's and it's the team thing. Teamwork, the, right? sure, and, yeah, and, sure. And, Construction, and, you know, continuing the coaching yep. or yep. continuing in some fashion like that. And yep. I mean, not that you didn't. Uh, again, you you continue to coach and have well, had great success that way. There's but, a need for that. Yes, camaraderie in your in your life. Once you've had it, you don't so want to live do, without it. Yeah. When you when you leave the hockey world, where did you find that? Um, I mean, so many you, guys stayed in town too. So that, that yeah. Helps. Well, I think you miss it for a bit, and then you rekindle it as the rest of your life kind of gets put in place. Yeah. And then when you and have then kids when too, you, like so many of the guys from then, you were in a, you lived here year round. So it wasn't yep. it wasn't uncommon for players for athletes back then yep. to have friends outside of the locker room. Oh, for like sure. Like now, it, it for now sure. it is. Back then, not yeah, so much. yeah. We didn't travel with a posse that you know was telling us you know how how many calories to eat and what time to go to bed or <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> right. And and you know going back to that's why we probably only played four or five years for the average guy because we we played hard too. Yeah. You know? yeah. We played hard at uh, on the ice in the morning. The yeah, in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night too. Yeah, so yeah. you know that's uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. The story, just for the stories and the experience. I mean, just the, right. The experience is just. Ah, it's, it's it, awesome. It, Ma it makes it. good kids. We always say that to all the hockey people that you even see around here at the store. That's. Uh, it makes great kids. Yeah. The camaraderie, the the accountability, the the respect for one another, the passion of the game. You know, we can go on and on and on. It it just makes good kids. Makes yeah. good business people. Makes good friends. Makes good. Good stories. We always end these, Fred, by asking our guest. When you think of Milwaukee, what do you think of? And I guess probably for you, it's home now. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, yeah, I've lived longer here than any other place right. I have in my, in my life. But, uh, yeah, I think of Milwaukee, uh, the Milwaukee Admirals first, you know, and, and the family that was created here for me, with me, and the one I'm passing on to everybody through Hockey Haven and all my hockey stories with you guys. Yeah. It's it's awesome to be so, here. Thank you for having yeah. us out at Hockey Haven yeah. here too, uh, yeah. in Brookfield. It's it's awesome to see you. It's awesome to see your your place. This place, yeah. yeah it's thank incredible you. what you guys you. are doing, and the, and I know it's it's still a work in progress. It, it is. Oh, sure. and I don't want to sure. I don't want to make comparisons necessarily, but this is is going to this is as close to that they've got the pure hockey store in Minneapolis, right? That's got like it's got ice Every, and everything yeah. in it. Yeah. But when this is all done, it's going to be the closest thing you can get to in Wisconsin to being at oh, that sure. pure hockey Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And more. Yeah. And more. Because yeah, it'll, it'll have that family touch on it. It's yes. not a, it's, it's, it's not a national thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's a family thing. So. Exactly. exactly. Awesome. Great, Great to have to you. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Thank you. My That's, pleasure. Uh, Admirals legend Fred Berry. Thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast.